Good everybody, this is the Rise TV show, Toyland Productions, Toyland Entertainment, and Music Mill Entertainment on Anchor FM and wherever you can hear your podcast. This is the Rise TV show. I appreciate you listening each and every week. And of course, 2021 has started off on next level 2020 stuff. We thought last year, around this time, I was posting episodes about impeachment talk and the president of the United States getting impeached. Well, a year later, and we're talking impeachment talk, and the same president of the United States getting impeached. So, catching you up, this this episode's called The Aftermath of Insurrection. The Aftermath of Insurrection, a.k.a. Impeachment Part 2, the sequel. So, if you haven't been following what's going on, I don't know where you've been. I guess you're trying to hide in Netflix world or Hulu land. But if you haven't been following what's going on as of January 13th, 2021, the 45th president of the United States has set a record for the most impeachments by a sitting president in the United States of America. Yes, he was impeached for a second time. And this time was for using language to incite an insurrection. If you don't know what an insurrection is, an insurrection is um, violent overthrow of the government. So, if you saw the events that happened in January 6, 2021, you would think that that was right. The President of the United States incited a violent overthrow of the government because he did not want to concede the fact that he lost the election. And there's a lot of people that have not conceded the fact that he lost the election. So they decided to try to take over the Capitol building. Fortunately, we had some great Capitol police and um, and people who really stepped up to make sure that this was not worse than it actually was. But in the end, six people did die. And we're going to get into that a little bit, especially one of the people who died. And what caused it because there's so many different things that so many questions that haven't been answered yet I would say in regards to this particular incident this particular point and part in history and who knows when those questions will be answered 
I mean, people are still talking about the grassy knoll of JFK, and that was 60 years ago. You know, people talk about RFK. People talk about all these different assassinations that's happened and different tragic events that's happened in our country. They're still trying to figure out 9-11. We're coming up to the 20th anniversary of that, and people still have different questions that they feel aren't answered in regards to that. So who knows when we'll find out the true answers about what happened on January 6, 2021. But that's something that a lot of us will never forget. So let's take it back to today. Today was an eventful day because who would ever thought, one, that a person can be impeached twice. Basically, they're saying, yo, we tried to get you out of here twice. You weren't good the first time. We tried it. They blocked you from being convicted and sent away. And so we had to try it again because you did something even more stupid than the first one. And that's what pretty much this was. Um, Susan Collins said after his first impeach- impeachment last last year, this time last year, well, he just got impeached. He'll learn his lesson. No. So this, this year, Senator Roy Blunt said, oh, he put his hand on the fire. He'll never do anything again. Why are we trying to impeach him again? Didn't you learn from the last time when he got impeached? That was his hand to the fire. So he put his hand on the fire, got burned, realized there was no consequences of him getting burned. So he went back to that same fire with gasoline and a whole bunch of matches and said, everybody, yo, join me. I'm about to blow this bitch up. That's what happened. So that's where we are in our country right now. Everything's a fire. Everything's going to be more divided than it it normally is. You got National Guard sleeping in the Capitol building. National Guards all throughout Washington, D.C. Now, those who lived in the D.C. area and those who do live in the D.C. area know that. The Capitol area, you know, outside of going generally to certain areas of the Capitol where it's restricted area, it's an open area. It's called the People's House. The Capitol was designed for the people to walk in there and see what is going on with our country. If there was a boring budget meeting going on between the house. I could be able to walk in there. You know, they check me, they want me. I can walk into the quarters of the house and see what is going on. That's why they show C-SPAN each and every day. People don't watch C-SPAN. Why? Because it's boring. Yes, it is. But it is our boring. It is our open availability to the country to know what is going on. So when you hear all these people saying... Why don't they put this in public? Why don't they be transparent with the bills that they're doing? Yes, they do. It's called C-SPAN 1, 2, and 3. There's three different C-SPANs you can watch and see what's going on with our government. You choose not to watch it. You're watching, you know, moonshiners and don't know what's going on with our country. So that's why you have a problem with what's going on because you're saying there's no transparency. There's plenty of transparency. You're just not choosing to watch it because you're watching Newsmax or OAN or CNN or MSNBC. You're watching all the stuff that has the political pundits. You don't want to sit there and watch the actual quote-unquote sausage getting made. So that's where this country falls from the jump because we're lazy to learn about what's going on. So that brings me back to Yesterday, January 12, 2021, where the House brought 
a resolution to invoke the 25th Amendment. What is the 25th Amendment, you ask? 25th Amendment is what was put in place after the, the death, the assassination of JFK to assign the duties of the president to the vice president if the current president is not capable of doing his or her job. So, case in point, John F. Kennedy gets assassinated, can't do his job, Lyndon B. Johnson becomes president. Ronald Reagan gets shot, has to go to the hospital. That means George H.W. Bush has become president due to the 25th Amendment. George H.W. Bush has surgery, can't do his job. Dick Cheney becomes the president at that particular time until George W. Bush is fine. This happens all the time. But there is a clause in there where if the vice president and members of cabinet find the president mentally incapable of doing his job, then the vice president can say, yo, he got to step aside until we can figure out if he's able to do his job. Let me take over. So if Mike Pence did that yesterday, January 12th, what he could have done is said, yo, I'm taking over this job between January 12th and January 20th because we're not sure if you're capable of doing your job. Let me take over and then they can evaluate you. They can do what they got to do, do all the little procedures and say if he's not mentally stable or he's a threat to society, they can do all that type of stuff outside of it. But Mike Pence is going to run the show for the last week. Mike Pence didn't want to do that because he knew we were going to cause a political downfall Plus, you know, there was tens of thousands of people outside the Capitol wanting to hang him with a noose. So he probably felt there was a danger to his life and said, nope, I don't want any parts of this. I'm hiding out in the Naval Observatory in Wisconsin Avenue until January 20th and deal with it then. So that leads us to today. The president gets impeached for the second time. So he's winning. He can always say he's been impeached more than any other president ever in the history of this country. So, what does that mean? Honestly, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because he's impeached. Yes, it's going to be a stain on his on his permanent record. So, if he applies for a job at Walmart, they ask him, do you have any convictions on your record? He's going to say, yes, I've been impeached twice from the federal government. Woo-woo. That's it. That's all that's going to happen to him. There's... As the time I'm talking, there's actually literally six and a half days before he's leaving office. The Senate's not going to take up this case anytime soon. And when they do take the case, he's going to be out of office anyway. So what's the point? They're going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to convict him. He can't have office again. So what? 75-year-old man who already served one term might have issues with the state laws with tax evasion, might have issues with the district of Columbia for inciting a riot. We don't know what's going to happen to him in the future, but the Senate's going to wash his hands with all of it after the fact because it'll be a moot point. So that brings me to the fact of the people who were involved with the breakthrough in the insurgency of the Capitol. There's so many questions. There's at least 15 Capitol Police officers under investigation. Several officers have resigned. One officer actually committed suicide. And here's a question about that one officer that committed suicide. What did he know? There's 15 officers under investigation. This particular officer 
from what the reports are saying is an avid Trump supporter, someone who was in support of the Trump rally on that day, and then he commits suicide. And it's tragic, prayers to his family, don't want to minimize the death of a father, a husband, a son, a brother. So I definitely don't want to do that. However, there's certain suspicions in regards to a suicide. For example, when the officer, Sabinic, I believe his name is, was beaten brutally to death by those who were breaking into the Capitol building. The Capitol flew their flags at half-staff, but the White House did not lower their flags at half-staff. They didn't lower their flag at half-staff until this officer who committed suicide. Just makes you think. And then there is the issue of the people who organized the rally. And I'm going to get into that in one second. Once again, this is the Rod Stevie Show, Anchor FM, Toyland Productions, Toyland Entertainment, available on everywhere you hear your podcast. And we are back. This is the Rod Stevie Show, Toyland Productions, Toyland Entertainment, Music Mill Entertainment. And this is broadcast on Acre FM and can be heard on anywhere you get your podcast. So thank you once again for listening to our show. And once again, we'll be recording shows each and every week going into 2021. We're doing big things. Also, I want you to know that I have another show called Love Talk on Blog Talk Radio. And that's also sponsored by Toland Productions, Total Entertainment, Music Mill Entertainment. And you can hear that on Facebook, Twitter, and on where most podcasts are heard. So doing big things for 2021. I appreciate each and every one of you who have been listening to my show over the past nine years. This is, we're going into our ninth year of the Rod Stevie show. So really excited about the things that we have to talk about, but not really excited about what we're talking about right now. This is the aftermath of insurrection, AKA impeachment, the sequel. And I want to go into this this rally that happened on January 6th because it's very weird about how things happen. When you think about last summer, when we were talking about Black Lives Matter movement, we were talking about all the the social protests going on after the death of George Floyd uh, back in June and July. We were talking about how the overwhelming insurgents of National Guard, of troops, of drones, of Apache helicopters, of horse-drawn police officers riding through the streets of Washington, D.C., the most powerful city in the world. And everybody knows I'm, I have an affection for that city. And it was disheartening to see when they were using tear gas and smoke bombs and horses, the police is on horses, trying to push the peaceful crowd back so that the current president can take a photo op. And it angered me, it sickened me, it saddened me all at once because of everything that went on at that point. People are just trying to voice their opinions, express their opinions. And now today in Congress, when it came down to the impeachment, they tried to label those same people who were trying to fight for social justice, racial justice, just justice for people so that way I can jog and don't get shot. I can walk down the street 
and don't get shot. I can go to a grocery store and not be accused of giving a fake bill and get a knee to my neck. I can sleep and not worry about an officer busting into my door. You know, I can I can sit in a hotel lobby and not have somebody accuse me of stealing their cell phone and having the cops called on me. I can bird watch and not have somebody call and say I'm threatening their life because their dog is running around pooping all over the place. People don't realize the significance of what was going on last year, obviously. So they brought all that up this year when it came down to this impeachment hearing. Talking about, oh, well, what about this and what about that? What about Portland? What about Seattle? What about them? Those are people who are very frustrated and very tired of being beat up, getting spit on, getting choked out, getting dragged down the street, getting hung in trees, getting killed, getting shot for going to a grocery store, getting shot because they're trying to they're trying to get into their house, you know, because they just went to the corner store to get some get something to drink and some chips. You know, we're tired of that. That's what last year was about. January 6th was not that. But the person who organized it, this is the thing. The person who organized that particular rally, and a lot of people are getting on this, is a brown-skinned person. Ali Abraham is the name that he goes by right now. Ali Akbar is his given name, I believe, but he goes by Ali Abraham now. Dude looks like a tall, skinny jean Sammy Davis Jr., but this is the person who organized this event, this Stop the, Stop the Steal rally. And throughout the past couple months, he's been getting hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations. I don't know if he's serious about it. There's something that he's sincere about his cause. Or he knew this is an opportunity to make some bank because there's a lot of people who support this current president that would be willing to throw whatever money wherever they want to go. In that case... If you want another Stop the Steal rally, if you want to support Stop the Steal, you can send the money to, to Rodney Stevenson, R. Stevie. <laughs> you know, I'll be more than happy to take your money if that's what you want to do. But getting back to the main topic, uh, this gentleman here, Ali Abraham, Ali Akbar, whoever his real name is, he proceeded to contact certain congressmen in the United States House of Representatives to get their support. The most key ones is um, Representative Alexander of Arizona, Representative Brooks of Alabama, and Representative Gosar from wherever the hell he is. Who cares? But these three congressmen were the ones who were adamantly in the pocket of Ali Abraham. They were willing to go to his rallies and gin up the crowd and get him fired up and promote this particular rally that happened on January 6th. So on January 6th, Mo Brooks gets up on the podium Tens of thousands of people out there, some of them armed, some of them already fired up from coming wherever they came from across the country. And he says, and I quote, today is the day that we're going to be taking some names and kicking ass. Crowds get all fired up. Don Jr. comes up up, up there after that and says, 
come out or we're going to find you. Rudy Giuliani says, we're going to have a trial by combat. And then the, the commander in chief goes out and says, we're going to walk to the Capitol and remember that you cannot take over from a side, from a point of weakness. You can only take over from a point of strength. So they've already been fired up all day. Some of them probably been drinking. Some of them probably been doing a whole bunch of other things. And they went out there, fired up, geeked up, ready to go take over the Capitol building. Inciting a riot, that's exactly what they did. So this person, Ali Abraham, called everybody out. He's saying, hey, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody down with me. Gozar, Brooks, you know, going after all of them. And... Now they claim, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I might, I hardly met the person. If I did, I might have went to one fundraiser, but I didn't really know what he was all about. Get out of here. You cannot go to multiple rallies, do all this, and then say, I don't know who they are. This is what the, I'm not even going to say the Republican Party, because there's a difference. There's a difference between the traditional conservatives and what we're seeing now. And that's something that's going to pan out within the months to come in 2021 and beyond. Will there be a, a break in what's called the Republican Party? Because the Republican Party, I think of as like the Liz Cheney's and the Mitt Romney's and the Lisa Murkowski's. Those people and the 10 people who today decided not to go along party lines and feed into the crap, but went with their conscience and went with what they saw and said, I cannot in good conscience vote against impeaching this president. So I got to applaud them. I don't support them, but I applaud them for doing what they did today because they're going to get a lot of backlash for it. So this, this is where we are. This is where, where do we go from here? The president put out a, one of those statements where he's just sitting there at the desk and he's really reading really slowly trying to understand the words that he's saying. And he's saying no violence. It's all peace. It's all love. And I know it's hard. I know it's tough. But we'll get through this. Blah, blah, blah. Like people actually think he wrote that. He just had to say it because he has no other avenue. He has no Twitter. He has no Facebook. He has no Tinder, no TikTok, no Pinterest, no Snapchat. None of that. He can't talk anybody, any place but unless he puts out a public statement. So he had to do something to be proper so that way he doesn't go to jail, which he probably will anyway, but that's another story that we'll get into later. So it comes back to these whataboutisms of, oh, what about this? What about that? What about Black Lives Matter? What about Antifa? Was it Indy? What is it, Antifa? Broken on January 6th? No. A police officer committed suicide because he knew too much. 15 Capitol Police officers are under investigation because they knew too much. Taking selfies, letting people in, opening gates. Why did that happen? How did that happen? That didn't happen over the summer when there were kids and men and women marching for social justice. No. They had 10-foot walls around the White House. But they knew tens of thousands of people with guns and geeked up over what the president was saying. Nothing. Little barricades that they can hop over. Well, they probably couldn't hop over, but they busted through them. 
Capitol Police taking selfies. Officer committing suicide because why? Did he know he was going to get caught? Did he know he was going to be going to jail for treason and sedition? Because that's what a lot of these people are going to jail for. Oh, don't forget about Viking dude. Viking dude, you know the one that was there, bare chested with the with the wool vest on, whatever, and the Viking horns, gets arrested, and his mama comes to his safety saying, "Oh, he's sick. He can only eat organic food. Get out of here. Miss me with that. Organic food in prison? Really? You got people at the border eating scraps." And don't even know where their children are. You got Muslim people who have to eat ham sandwiches and bologna sandwiches because they're not going to give them food that doesn't have any pork in it. But this dude who broke into the House of Representatives, standing on the on the dais of the House of Representatives, flag in hand, desecrating the flag, desecrating our country, is eating organic food in jail. Get out of here with that. This is the problem with our country. The double standards of this country are the problem, and we need to solve this right now. So right now, where do we go from here? In about a week, we're going to have a new president, new administration, a 50-50 Senate, and a majority Democratic House. We're going to have a president who's been impeached twice, who will have to see his time in the Senate trial in the Senate court. When does that happen? I don't know. Mitch McConnell's not going to bring it up before the 20th. Even though he could, he can call everybody up on Monday. Come in on Monday. We'll have this trial. We'll have a hearing. Do it for a day or two. Vote this dude out. Be over with. But they don't want to do that. Why? Because it's two reasons. While the House has 435 people, the Senate only has 100 people. So those 100 people out of those, there's 50 people that don't want to piss off that block that was in there tearing up the Capitol building. Because that block in two years are going to be voting for their political lives and their careers. So they don't want to piss them off. Two, they're afraid of the power of the current president. Even though he can't talk right now, he gets up there and says, he can go on Fox News or go on Hannity and say, you know what, they're trying to take us Take this away from us. They're trying to stifle us. I'm not going to have it. So let's fight. Let's keep fighting. Even though I'm not in there, we're going to keep fighting. What does that mean? That means a build to a civil war, honestly. So we're going to see what's going to happen. I don't know. And we're going to find out in the upcoming weeks. And what we do, I'm going to be here. And we're going to try to sort this out together. Because the only way we're going to get through 2021 without everything falling to hell and everything blowing up is we got to come together and figure out what we can do as a country in order to bring this all together. So once again, thank you for listening to The Rise TV Show. Toyland Productions, Toyland Entertainment, in conjunction with Music Mill Entertainment. And we're going to make this happen this year in a positive way. It looks tough right now. 2020 was tough. 2021 is going to be just as tough, it looks like. But we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it together. So until next time, we'll talk.